It's Gordon Duncan from Clyde One Super Scoreboard here You're about to listen to me bang on about Scottish football For the next hour and a half or so But before we get to that, let me remind you of this Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals Golden Goals is absolutely flying now Well over £20,000 in the cash pot If you've not heard about this yet Where on earth have you been? Every time Celtic or Rangers score We're going to throw cash into the jackpot And one lucky person wins the lot At the end of the season You could do so much with this money It's enough for a deposit on a house You could buy yourself a brand new car Gordon DL. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to know What you would spend the money on mm-hmm. Mark Wilson You like the finer things in life You would make sure it went to good use Yes I'm absolutely sure However I think we're glad It wasn't around in your day Can you imagine every time Daniel Kuzan dragged you up and down that touchline Every whoa, time whoa, Kenny whoa, Miller whoa. out Jumped you at the back <laughs> post Kerching Kerching yeah. Kerching It would have been But anyway If you want to win this huge cash prize Currently sitting over £20,000 then you have to enter that number That 20 grand Is going to go up and up and up Till the end of the season Now to get involved You need to text GOAL to 61025 So get your phone out Write the word GOAL G-O-A-L And send it to the number 61025 I'm proper patronising you With the instructions there It's like speaking to Hugh Keevans Working the Nokia Anyway Text costs £2 Plus your standard message rate Over 18s only And the terms and online entry Are at Clyde1.com The lines close 6pm Saturday the 21st of May Which is Scottish Cup final day But don't hang around until then Just text GOAL to 61025 0141 951 1025 It's time to talk football it's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we start to move from the international break back to the domestic stuff. Scotland continue their unbeaten run with a two-all draw. In Austria Aaron Ramsey is fit to face Celtic After missing Wales' second game last night And Martin O'Neill says All the pressure is on Rangers this weekend As he heaps praise on the job done by Ange Postacoglu I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight Simon Donnelly And Marvin Bartley Simon, as a former Scotland international And a man who played many times Against Rangers I think this is quite the end of the week We're going to have Certainly is. Uh, I watched the Scotland game last night. Did they did they ride their luck a wee bit? Is it unfair saying that? Craig Gordon, a, a, a really good few saves. We scored a fantastic second goal. Really good team goal. And as you say, we keep that unbeaten run going. That's eight now. And hopefully we keep the momentum going. A lot of good players, a lot of good performances. But yes, now the craziness starts Wednesday, zooming into Sunday and a game at Ibrooks. Marvin McBartley, adopted <laughs> Scott. I'm sure you'll have kept a close eye on the last couple of games and you'll have had your few days off as well back to league business this weekend. Yeah, most definitely. As you said, first and foremost, I, I did watch the game. Um, I agree with Simon's assessment on that, but you know, undefeated, uh, it's a friendly. You know, I think it will be a, a stark reminder to the players that you can't afford to switch off at that level. Um, you know, so it's probably a good reminder because it comes in a friendly. But on a personal level, yeah, you know, back to playing league football on Saturday, got St. Johnson away um, before, you know, finish up with your boys at home. So hopefully you can get mm. into the top six. 01419511025. You're not on next week, are you? I'm going to make sure of that. <laughs> Producer Callum, sort that out. 01419511025 on the phones or at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Get your thoughts into the guys. Whether it is to look back on last night, then please feel free to do that or whether it's to look forward to that certain fixture. It's taking place on Sunday And of course St Johnson Livy If that's what's on your mind You can speak to Marvin 
about that one as well But pick up the phone and get in touch Remember as we've been doing all this week Every caller who makes it on air Goes into the hat to win a pair of tickets For a special evening for football fans Well Celtic fans in particular At the SEC Armadillo on the 29th of May Martin and Neil on stage We're going to hear from him later uh, Joined by the likes of Chris Sutton And Lambert, McNamara, Moravchik All there uh, So we're giving a pair of tickets away each night So even if you're not a Celtic fan I know you will know one And you will be so popular uh, when you rock up with that present So every caller who makes it on air Goes into the hat for those tickets 0141-951-1025 Is the exciting time of the season though Isn't it Marvin? I mean even You talk about your Livingston side Going for top six We're looking at the, the relegation battle And the small matter Of what happens at Ibrooks on, on Sunday From now to the end of the season Is going to be blockbuster Yeah absolutely <clears throat> fantastic I think you know the only team within the league Who are probably settled on their place Is, is Hearts I think everybody else have got some something to play for. Um, you know, for the Scottish game, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, and, and as I said, hopefully we can make the top six. But we know we have to do well in our next two games. It's vitally important that we do make it. Um, we were the underdogs. I think a lot of pundits had us finishing in 12th place. I think even yourself, Gordon, on on your surely not. Yeah, you know, he's that sort of guy. This just this just shows you right how people can <laughs> make things that. up. I don't even make predictions. Yeah, you do. So yeah, this guy is you know, completely down at the bottom, and, and now look at us. So <laughs> hopefully, can fin- again, we finish above his boys. And luckily, I'll be really happy. Luckily for you, producer Callum keeps all these things on record, <laughs> and I I actually go to extreme lengths every year. They all try to get me to make the predictions, and I always try and avoid it. I just pretend that I haven't got round to it. So someone in, in someone in here probably did. Yep. But it wasn't me oh, It wasn't you We'll oh, dig okay. them out At the end of the season We always do We have great fun with it <laughs> Make sure we stay up first though I think Fraser <laughs> Fraser Wishart Had you the lowest Apparently PFA man as well Honestly wow. he had you the, But uh, was it bottom Or second bottom Well it was certainly It was down there But everyone else actually didn't So there you go Oh okay So no listen We're doing alright though Aren't we As I said If we can make top six That would be fantastic But no in terms of the whole league It's absolutely brilliant And I think that's what We need for our game To keep it growing And keep everyone interested Everyone's got an invested interest Going into you know The, the split um, As I said mm. probably other than Hearts fans who know they'll be in third yeah. place. Come on then, 01419511025. If you've been sitting there, stewing, moaning that you don't like international friendlies and desperate to get back to the domestic stuff, then you've no excuse. Pick up the phone and let us know what you're thinking as we look forward. Of course, starting uh, with last night seems like the obvious place to kick off tonight's show, but we got to get through a lot of other stuff as well. So pick up the phone, speak to Marvin Bartley and or Simon Donnelly and let them know what is on your mind. Now, it was a two-all draw in Austria last night it does keep the unbeaten run going Stevie Clark felt that Scotland lost some of their rhythm after making changes at 2-0 up last night however he does think the feel good factor is still there following the result I'm not sure why they would it's, it's a difficult place to come Was if you said before the game we, we'd get two goals and a draw a lot of people would have said yeah that'd be okay obviously from 2-0 up and don't forget on 2-0 up I made immediately three substitutions so you lose that little bit of rhythm, that little bit of continuity in the game. The idea tonight was to get more people on the pitch. You're allowed to use six subs. It comes to a, it's an international friendly game. I wanted to use the the full complement of substitutes. I wanted to give some players minutes on the pitch, and it was a, was a good exercise for us. I don't understand why the the feel good factor would go. It's eight games unbeaten, and we're going to a competitive program in June, and we're in good place. Don't worry about that. Still unbeaten, Simon. Does that have to be the the headline? I'm sure we will. Yeah. We'll dig a bit deeper into to what no, could that, have been better last night. Everything that Steve Clark says there, I, I more or less agree with. Uh, I think we get greedy because we're two 0 up in the game, you know. And and I think Craig Gordon mentioned that afterwards. That was the kind of disappointing feeling at the end because we'd got ourselves in a, a great position in the game. But 
again, a lot of good performances. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, a fantastic second goal, well worked. Again, with three of our top players, you know, uh, Tierney, Robertson, and McGinn on that left hand side. I think that's his 12th goal for Scotland, which is fantastic from midfield. But yeah, the, the, the big games are coming in June for us. Obviously, the important yep. ones are going to come in June. But yeah, we'd have probably taken that before mm. last night. Austria, no mugs. They're at home. But it's just because we got ourselves yeah. 2 0 up. Well, let's bring in Stephen and Cambus Lang and see what he took away from last night and, and maybe the double header as a whole, Stephen. Hi guys, can I just say before I make my point, it's good to see you running a plays draw like Graham Alexander does when he's putting the muggle team up, is that happy? Yeah, that's nice. You had to get his mother will dig in. Stephen's a very unhappy mother will fan at the moment. Come on, this is your chance to talk about your country but no, instead. But no, but no, listen, I want you to be positive tonight because I thought some of the football that we've played over the two games has been very, very encouraging. Particularly, you look at the second goal last night, the movement for that and uh, the play between Tierney and Robertson. I mean, Tierney's cross to pick at McGinn is, is brilliant. He's actually picked him out. He's not just put it into an area. And then John McGinn's got the quality to finish. So, but no, over the course, I think there's enough there for us to take positives into the playoff. A lot of people are making bones about the comebacks, but I don't... Poland are never in the game to get a dodgy penalty decision in that one. And then I think last night when we take the two full-backs off, our two full-backs are so pivotal with the way we play because that's an outball eh, when they're being rather wing-backs rather. And it allows you to get players like John McGinn on the ball in more effective areas. I thought when Robertson and Patterson went off, we struggled to get off the pitch. That outball wasn't there as much and that contributed to to also getting the two goals because he's already about dangerous going forward but we didn't maybe have that going forward to take the pressure off us a wee bit so I'm not too worried going into uh, uh, the, the playoffs yeah, it seems fair Start with the positives Marvin That makes us feel uneasy as Scots I think it's easier <laughs> When you've something to moan about And we may well get there But were there positives Over the piece? Oh no Most definitely I think you know One of the main positives That we might not even have seen Is having the players together You know Aaron Hickey coming in For the first time Into a squad um, Being in and around it I think you know Those experiences Are absolutely vital You know Steve Clark Talks a lot about culture And you know Being togetherness And all these sorts of things And trying to create <laughs> A club mentality I think the camp Would have been perfect for that now then looking forward to the two games, I think the John McGinn goal um, was probably the best goal that I've seen Scotland score um, as a team um, since since I've been up here. You know, I can't pretend I was watching Scotland 15 years ago because I wasn't. That's fine. Um, We've but, adopted yeah, you no, since then. That's okay. <laughs> since coming up here is definitely, you know, the, the best goal I've seen. I think some of the football, I agree with what Stephen's saying, was absolutely fantastic <clears> yesterday. And then you look at the subs who came on, you know, it shows the strength and depth. Billy Gilmore coming on, McTomney, um, Hickey, uh, Lyndon Dykes, Christie and, and O'Donnell. So, you know, I think for the, the first time in a long time, Scotland got strength and depth within that squad and, you know, things are going well. It's eight games unbeaten. Second goal was very good, wasn't it, Simon? I mean, and we, you know, Marvin runs through some of the names. We've got loads of good names now that the people can identify with. But that, that trio combining, McGinn finishing it off, Tierney providing Andy Robertson playing a part to have those three playing the way they do at club level at yeah. such a high standard, doing the same at Scotland, it's... It's been great to see them flourish recently. They're brilliant. They really are. And obviously Andy missed the first game. Uh, comes back in last night. Tierney, I thought he had a smashing game, scored against Poland. I thought he had a great game. Finds himself in that left wing role again and he's playing left centre-back. But he, he did it the other night against Poland as well. <clears throat> McGinn, McGinn for me is unbelievable. Uh, arguably Scotland's most dangerous best player uh, over the, the recent years. I think getting into great areas. He had one in the first half, I think he took it on his right foot, caught it quite clean, but down the keeper's throat. 
Uh, had another one that he was slotted in from Andy Robertson and I think he just anticipated the, the defender getting something on it but he burst in it with the, with the third one mm-hmm. and that's 12 goals from midfield and it's so important for us because we've got guys like Che Adams who's come in and did really well but sometimes they're isolated there and it's important for midfielders to get up and round about them and McGinn absolutely excels at that he's been fantastic and for guys like him specifically Marvin, you know, there's always a lot of talk, particularly at this double header when it comes in the season, and the fact that it's just a friendly. We had loads last night, you know, saying, "Oh, this player should be rested," and, and why is he playing so often and so on? John McGinn's about to go to the business end of the season in the English Premier League, goes away and plays 180 minutes every single minute of that double header. There's nothing nothing wrong with that. No, no, not at all. Um, I think you'd have to actually drag him off the pitch. You know, I think Steve Clark would have probably spoken to him before and said he's played a lot of minutes for Aston Villa. Um, you know, probably do you want to be rested or, you know, come off at some point in the game? And there's no way John McGee wants to come off. You know, when he puts on the shirt for club or country, you know, he wants to be out there all the time. You know, I remember speaking to him. He came off a couple of weeks ago for Aston Villa and he, <clears> he was so upset, you know, and I think it's probably bad 30 minutes that he's had for Aston Villa for a long, long time. You know, Steven Gerrard spoke so highly of him. And it's the same for Scotland. You know, Simon said there, 12 goals from midfield. Absolutely fantastic. And for me, he's a complete midfielder. You can play him in a number eight, you can play him in a six if you had to. And I see him playing in the number 10. You know, the boy can really do everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen, any concern about the number of chances that Austria had last night? I mean, that's always a concern. But I think I'd rather that happen than a friendly. So it'll keep us on our toes. Um, we'll be more organised going into the games uh, that matter against Ukraine and hopefully forget their wheels. Um, I, I, I think defensively, apart from last night, we've, we've looked as solid as we've looked in a long time. So hopefully last night is just a wake-up call uh, that we need before going into the competitive games. Yeah, that that was... A bit, we were a bit more open than many previous games, Marvin, because we have become quite hard to beat, quite hard to cut open. Maybe not quite the case last night. Yeah, but, you know, there's a few changes made as well. I think, you know, about the, being disrespectful to the people who started yesterday, I think if Scotland have their, their strongest 11, um, you probably see three or four of the people who started yesterday not play. So it does make a difference. You know, they are top quality players, but they're maybe not used to playing with each other. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it would be a slight concern. But as I said, it's a friendly. And you want these things to happen in friendlies, you know, not in qualifiers when it's important. Talking about going to the World Cup. Let's hear it again from Stevie Clark. Thank you to Stephen. There we are, Stephen. You got through a full call, pretty much positive. Didn't even need to moan about your club team. You'll be back to normal service next week, I'm sure. Yep, that's no. Stephen, he hopes not. Uh, in Canvas Lang, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Stevie Clark says the country or the teams come out of this window in a positive place, and he's looking forward to the return of competitive fixtures in June. There's, there's always something you can find in performance to improve on. I certainly I think ball retention could have been a little bit better in the game. Uh, some decent moments in the first half, especially on counter attack. Uh, another good goal off a set play and a fantastic second goal from the two 0 position. It's always a little bit disappointing when you don't when you don't see the game out with a win. But it's a tough place to come. Austria were competitive. They wanted to give their manager a good send-off, so we'll take the draw and go eight unbeaten and look forward to competitive games in June. After four months, I've had the players for ten days. We've got to know each other again. We've got to lay down the basic principles that we try to work off. I think they showed in both games. And now we go to the competitive games in June on the back of an eight-game unbeaten run, which is which is not a bad place to be. Let's bring in Ross and Pollock and see what he took away from it, Ross. Uh, hi guys, how you doing? I hope you're all well. Um, basically, just I watched 
uh, the previous caller said, I'm, I'm positive about Scotland right now, and I think we're in a good place. Um, but I think it comes down to man management. Um, two games, we were basically winning, and two games have not been able to see out. So I think over the two games, I think we should have won both games. Um, so I think it's a it's a worrying factor, the fact that we've not been able to see out two games. So I think that's more of a factor than looking at the positives. Do you think they're both the same though, Ross? Because barring a really terrible refereeing decision on Thursday, that, that one does get seen out, doesn't it? Last night's maybe a bit different. No, I agree with you. I think the, the, the penalty um, was never a penalty. But I think the fact that they have got into that position to get a penalty, I think that's something that we need to look at um, in terms of if that happens in, in the game against Ukraine, then we find ourselves potentially going to extra time. Well, if we just see the game out, then we, go, then we basically go through. But as I say, I don't want to be doing gloom. I'm quite positive about Scotland, and I, I think we are in a good place. I just think it's 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 just annoying that we never manage to see out the two games. Yeah, is that fair, Marvin? Yeah, no, I, I definitely get it. Um, I agree with the Poland one 100. You know, I think everybody knows it. It wasn't a penalty. I think in terms of yesterday's game, uh, you know, Austria could have been ahead. You know, I think you know, I think they had 12 shots on target. Um, so. In, in terms of that, they're a very, very good team. As Steve Clark said there, you know, they want to give their manager a good farewell and, and all these other things. But Ross, if you're going to make mistakes or, you know, you're going to you know try and sort things out or need to iron things out, let them happen in friendlies. I said no team's perfect at international level. I think you see international friendlies and teams a lot of times go through the motions. You know, I think Scotland's performance, they, they put it all on the line. They had some new players within there. Um, was it his strongest team? Probably not. You know, he took off some big players as well when they were two mm. 0 up. So, all of these things, you know, I think he would be saying to them after, "Listen, what a fantastic trip! We've remained unbeaten. You know, let's learn from kind of the mistakes that we've made with the goals that we've conceded." Uh, they'll look back over that, and they'll be they'll be raring to go in June. I have no doubt about that. And when it comes to competitive games, they would have won both of those games should they have mm. been two 0 up. And obviously, in the first one, they would have seen it out as well. Just in friendlies, you probably take more risks. How much does game management come into it, Simon? Well, I don't think he makes the the substitutions. Just at that point in a, a proper game I don't think he, he changes as much and I think he said that himself so he's giving guys minutes he's he's testing other players he's wanting to have a look at players Can, can that sometimes happen you know you, you guys experience <clears throat> rather than it being the fault of the players who come on you know no one's saying that they're not good I mean for goodness sake especially last night you know yeah. Billy Gilmore and so on not to say that, that they're not good but, but just any change yeah. Can, can it disrupt the flow Is that, is that the way it yeah, works sometimes I, th- I think so And I think that's what happened last night it, he, he talks about the rhythm So you've got guys there That are, are embedded in the game Ryan Jack's playing in the game All of a sudden these guys are off The new ones are coming on And there's there's more changes Than they would normally be used And I think that's what Steve said himself So it's Maybe not in a proper game That, that he would make those changes I think uh, we're Scot- we've got to remember we're Scotland as well We're away from home We're never ever We're going to have to defend at times And we ha- we had to defend last night And our back line is Craig Gordon You know and we're lucky to have a really good goalkeeper And he's called upon time and time again last night And as I said at the top of the show Is that riding a luck or is it maybe just good goalkeeping A wee bit of both uh, But we're Scotland We're away from home And at periods mm. in the game we have to the, the real positive for me is I've watched Scotland over the years And sometimes it's backs to, backs to the wall stuff And you're getting pinned in It's not like that these days We've got players there That can get us up the park He talked about the counter attack last night We looked threatening going forward mm-hmm. With two or three opportunities I think Che Adams had one that was blocked as well From a counter attack We've got good technical footballers on our team now Strong in the midfield And we can get up the park And that's the positive for me Away from home you're going to have to mm-hmm. defend it 
certain times Yeah, I think I've seen people mention Marvin after the game that We've got that deep squad So it was great to see Ryan Jack come back What an important player he was for Scotland before And nice to see Lewis Ferguson get his first start But in particular that Sort of trio that was was rested of Gilmore and McGregor together And then maybe McTominay So key to keeping the ball So maybe when, when they're specifically that You know that that's kind of their strength And when maybe when they're not there It's, it's harder to maintain possession Would that be accurate? Yeah most definitely I, I totally agree with that You know I think Billy Gilmore In terms of a technical midfielder Is the best that Scotland have um, I think he takes the ball from anyone in any position He doesn't feel pressure for a man who's so young And like you said he retains possession But you know, Steve Clark has to look at other options because you might get to June and Billy Gilmore might have a, a slight injury and he can't play. So he doesn't want to be throwing these, these other players into it and they've never played for Scotland before. They've not played for a long time. So Ferguson and Jack starting with the right things for me. And, and again, you know, if they're 2-0 up in a normal game. You're not taking off both of your wing-backs. It's so hard as a player coming on to a game, let alone at international level. When you're doing that as a defender and doing both your wing-backs at the same time, it makes it even more difficult. But again, it's about the whole squad. You know, you might need these players to start come June, so you have to embed them now. What pleased you most, Ross, across the double header? I think the fact that, um, as the guys have said, that we seem to be in a good place just now, and we've got real technical good players now, and it's a case of we are going places. And I'm, I'm with Simon uh, and Marvin. I'm confident ahead of of the Ukraine game. I think we've got enough quality to get through that. Um, so I think overall. Just how well we've played over the two games is is probably what's pleased me the most. I think the fact that we're in a right good place now. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to to the game in June. All right, good place. Can't argue with that. Thank you, Ross and Pollock. It's a great time to call 0141-951-1025 Get your thoughts in, and you could be speaking to Marvin and Simon next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here It's 01419511025 We are reacting to last night's draw in Vienna We're also looking ahead to a massive weekend of league action So whatever one of those topics takes your fancy Or if it's something else entirely 01419511025 We do have an exclusive interview with former Celtic manager Martin O'Neill Looking ahead to that fixture at the weekend tonight So stay tuned for that, we'll do that very soon Indeed, let's maybe round off some of the stuff from last night uh, and hear a bit from, well, he would have to be man of the match, wouldn't he? Or certainly up there, Craig Gordon. He says he was pleased with his contribution, I'll bet he was. Uh, he says they weren't at their best, but thinks they can be happy with a draw. Yeah, there was a few. Um, probably first and last was the, the two better ones. Um, both important at the time to, to keep us in the game before we scored and then obviously to keep it at 2-2 and we were hanging on at the end. So, yeah. Important times. Oh, unfortunately, I couldn't get one of the goals, but um, nah, it was a, a night where I had to make a number of saves, and, and thankfully I managed to to do enough to to make sure that we we weren't defeated. But um, now we we know we can play better than that. We're we're satisfied with with the draw in the end, but we we're a little bit disappointed having been two 0 up, not to to see the game out. Um, but this is a difficult place to come, uh, and they've got some really good players and. They, they did well to, to fight back and, and come back into the game How good is he? Oh, absolutely fantastic 39 years of age I think about getting the boots back on Gordon honestly because <laughs> he is unbelievable um, he really really is even you know he said about the first and last were probably the two best but he made a save in, in a cluster of them and his positioning was absolutely unbelievable you know some of them he's saving with his body but that's because he knows where the ball's going he's preempting where it's going 
absolutely fantastic. But for me, you know, I've seen him up close and personal. Um, Hearts obviously against Livingston, and he's pulled off probably three saves this season that I say are certain goals against anybody else. And that just shows a level that he had an unbelievable at. one against you at, at Livingston, didn't yeah, he? Against Jason Holt. Yeah. And double save, in fact, was yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. But as soon as that's left Jason's foot, you thought it's in the goal. Yeah. And honestly, I only think Craig Gordon's the only. I know Joe Hart's a fantastic keeper as well, and McGregor, we speak about them. But for me, Craig Gordon was the only one in the league that could have saved that. So that 39 years of age should do what he's doing. Um, adding to the strength of Scotland, we speak about McGinn's and, you know, Adams and uh, Billy Gilmore's. But Craig Gordon mm. for me is, you know, up there with the most important. It just seems like time and time again, Simon. Yeah. The, the age is, is important, I guess, because everyone assumes that at that stage you're you're winding down. But his, his form's incredible. Indian summer is that, is that the expression? I think so, yeah. I think uh, no. Listen, we've been blessed with really good goalkeepers over the years, and 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 Craig is up there with them, uh, and he proves his importance again last night. Some of the saves, I think the the last one. Probably his best for me Because we were under the ropes Against the ropes You look at the, the two goals There wasn't much he could have done with them the, the first one's actually a good ball in A great ball in And a great header into the top corner Second one's through Almost the, the full team Back there behind the ball And it's managed to find its way past them Left them with no chance But Six or seven fantastic saves and, and we'll need them You know these big games coming up as I said there, we're not good enough to go 90 minutes without having to have a spell in the game where we'll have to ask upon our defenders and our goalkeeper and we'll need him to make some big saves if we want to mm. get to the World Cup. Uh, 01419511025, let's bring in Geoffrey uh, on the line. What did you make of last night, Geoffrey? Um, well, uh, yeah, um, Craig Gordon, number one goalkeeper, um, uh, man of the match for me. Um, he kept us in the game. Mm. Um, it could have been three or four for Austria. Um, it was just uh, it's good to keep the unbeaten record going. It's good to be a Scotland supporter. It's good to see all the players coming back that went away. Um, Steve Clark. Um, is, Steve- is that is that equally as important, Jeffrey, or maybe even more so because we know how important the end of the season is. Were you watching nervously last night to see which you know club players come back fit and fresh? Um, well, I, I thought Ryan Jack had a good game last night. Um, it's good to see him getting um, game time. I'm looking forward to the weekend, to the old firm game. Um, last season, Celtic played the better football um, and didn't win. And we won the matches this season. It's a bit of a turn around for Celtic um, yeah I'm looking forward to the weekend and it was great to see Ryan Jack come through that game without any any injury yeah that, that's part of it Simon isn't it especially <clears throat> well at any time but maybe particularly this part of the season you're watching the international football some people are just more interested Dep- uh, will, will my player will my team's players come through this well, unscathed say, depending on who you support yes of course you, with a big game coming up as well at the top of the, the table everybody's attention is on that uh, Callum McGregor from the Celtic perspective rested so Ryan Jack yep yeah, he's come in he's, he's fought his way back from some horrendous time injury wise uh, he's come back into the Rangers team he's been Pivotal in their, their European quest And he's now got himself back into the Scotland squad So he's, he's he's a fantastic addition You know, I think our midfield Is probably the strongest out of our uh, 
the three zones there. I think the strikers, obviously, Adams has commanded really well. Uh, we've got Dykes there who comes on and tries to get his, I think it was a record. He was an equal a record yeah. last night if he got his fifth goal. But the midfield for us, I think we've got depth there now. And Marv touched on it as well. You know, if, if we if we need people to come in, we've got four, five, six really strong midfielders. Yeah, g- good to see Ryan Jack back involved last night, Marvin. Torrid time, really, when you consider he would have gone to the Euros if it wasn't for injury, no doubt about it. Yeah, an absolute horrible time for him. Um, you know, it was a niggling injury. Well, it started as a niggling injury and then turned into a long-term one. So, you know, I'm sure it's difficult for him to, to watch. I know he'd have been proud of, obviously, his, his teammates or... Uh, the Scotland national team at the Euros, but he would want to be there. Um, so it's fantastic to see him, you know, putting on a, a Scotland shirt again, and you know, as Geoffrey's saying, play sixty minutes and come through unscathed and, and, and ready for the weekend. But he'll be a big player, and I definitely agree with Simon. You know, that area is probably the strongest that, that Scotland have, um, and he just adds to it. You know, never different type of midfielder. Yeah, because I know that you know coming on this show, and then the more that you get yourself involved with the madness, particularly in this <laughs> footballing city. You're learning the way the minds work And it's a bit bizarre Yeah, <laughs> We had a call last night Who said the decision to Rest Callum McGregor And start Ryan Jack Was suspect <laughs> From Stevie Clark And the caller was very suspicious As to Because that was deliberate Based on On what was about to happen On Sunday So if he's out there He can call back He only got He got 58 minutes Is that that, that allowed is that, that the perfect amount <laughs> yeah, of time that, that is a perfect amount of time listen Callum McGregor's played a lot of football you know I don't know the stats between the two but I would guess Callum McGregor's probably played three more times for Celtic this season in the league than, than Ryan Jack has um, you know I think Stevie Clark spoke about it he was going to rest some players who played a lot of football you know he's not thinking about the, the game on Sunday he's no. a Scotland national team manager and sometimes it's good for me to come. Are you sure? Because yes. we've got to, we've got to be sure of these things. <laughs> it's good for me to be an outsider because I can come and call the madness madness. And when people say stuff like that, it doesn't make any sense. Steve Clark's a footballing man, cares about Scotland, cares about all his players equally as much, and he's not worried about what happened Sunday. He's worried about what happened last night. And he brought him off after fifty-eight minutes. So the yeah. theory's oh, out the window it's now, is gone. it? Oh, it's probably a minute too long, though, isn't it? It's absolutely <laughs> gone. Uh, right, thank you, Jeffrey. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Right, let's really start the build up to Sunday. Jeffrey's given us a, a flavour there. You know, happy to see Ryan Jack come through. I think, despite missing the game last night, the Wales manager has confirmed that Marvin Bartley's favourite player, Aaron Ramsey, uh, will be fit for the weekend as well. So get your thoughts in. Who should play? Who shouldn't play? Now we're you know we're done. How how did you uh, feel after seeing everyone come through? We assume uh, unscathed uh, To get you in the mood Let's hear a bit from Former Celtic manager Martin O'Neill Got an exclusive interview with him He's praised the job That Ange Postacoglu is doing Especially the way he stuck to his principles uh, And O'Neill sees clear comparisons Between this campaign And his first season at Celtic When he won the treble in 2001 He's been speaking to our reporter Gabriel Antoniazzi Let's talk about Celtic at the moment then What have you made of them this season? Uh, and almost the, the, the quick turnaround That Ange Postacoglu has brought to Parkhead I, I think he's done wonderfully well I mean I'm just joining the ranks of people who, who, who would say that But my reasons are this First of all he came in Had a really difficult time uh, Probably didn't really know the strengths and weaknesses Of the, of the, the team itself And um, Probably uh, knew where to get some players, as it's turned out, really good footballers. He knew that. It was a matter of integrating them pretty quickly. Um, tough beginning. And so when I get the, I've got a lot of regard for him. Don't know him, but have a regard for him because, you know, when, when you are actually under pressure early on in proceedings, particularly at a club like Celtic, it's, um, 
you, you know, you might have to go and change principles and you might have to change the styles of play, all that type of stuff to get a result. But he seemingly stuck to his, he stuck to, he stuck to the task that he felt was the best way of, of, uh, of delivering results and, and, uh, and there's a good old style about it as well too. So utmost regard for, for him. If we yeah. just stay with, with Celtic at the moment, are you surprised by how quickly the turnaround has come now? Of course, the league title could go either way. We're just here uh, in springtime. But the way that Celtic were 25 points behind last season and are right in this title race, leading the title race at the moment, are you surprised by how quick that turnaround has come? Well, it's interesting. A lot of people that I've spoken to, obviously mostly Celtic fans, have talked about um, uh, the comparisons, perhaps maybe when I went up myself way back in uh, at the turn of the century, the year 2000, where we had to turn around, I think it was a 21-point deficit. And, uh, I, you know, we, we beat Rangers after about four or five games, a big, big match that was 6-2. Now, I probably, I was delighted to have won that particular game but I think now, uh, the, the more I think about it, perhaps maybe it was a watershed that a lot of Celtic fans thought thought about. And it was because we got confidence from winning that game, even though they, they beat us in November time, by which time that we felt as if we could compete. And of course, we we stretched it out and, 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 uh, and won the championship by maybe I think it's about, what, 20 points or something, I guess, here. So that's a, a massive turnaround in, in a season. So it can be done. And I think sometimes you maybe just have to dispel the number of points that you were beaten by and just feel as if now it's a new season, let's get up and running and start again. And that's, I think, we can draw some sort of comparisons with uh, with my, my first year in charge. So things are auguring well for Celtic. That's never, never a guarantee, as you know. Yeah, never a guarantee, but they are currently on for a treble, I think they're only nine games away and we speak to them very often and they say one game at a time, but we do believe we can win every match until the end of the season. Now, you yourself did win a treble in your first full year here at Celtic. So so do you think it is possible? And and if it is achieved, of course, it's a bit premature, but if it is achieved, how big an achievement would that be? Uh, how big would it be compared to yours? And where would it rank as one of the titles in Celtic's history? Obviously, fantastic effort. I mean, I, I, I must admit, I never really thought about. Uh, I never, genuinely, never thought about uh, about a treble up until we actually had. Uh, I think a defeat, uh, defeated Hibs in the in the Scottish Cup final the first time that you think, oh, okay, you've done it. So my mind was never really like that. Um, taking the championship away from from uh, Rangers was <coughs> obviously massive. We had, <coughs> excuse me, we had won the um, we had won the uh, league the league cup earlier on, so. Didn't really think about it to the last to the last uh, to the last couple of days, and essentially never give it much consideration until after the match was over. So when we won the treble, it was terrific. Great to know that it was the first time since Jock Steen had uh, had done that, the immortal Jock Steen. And uh, so for Pastor Coglu to be contemplating something like this here is is a terrific effort. Great to hear from Martin O'Neill there. Don't forget, he's on stage at the SEC Armadillo 29th of May with some famous faces as well. And if you make it on air tonight, you can win the ticket. So you'll either head along and have the night of your life if you're a Celtic fan 
Or you'll be very popular if you're not And you donate them to someone who is So everyone who makes it on air goes into the heart We've got more to come from Martin and Neil a bit later But I want to hear from you And right now is the perfect time to do it 0141 951 1025 Calls in now, you could be up next 0141 951 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here It's 0141 on the phones Or at Clyde SSB on Twitter I like Jeffrey's style The previous caller talking about You know, it's one thing being interested in the game But you're also interested Who's fit, who's not fit Who played, how long did they play for Did they come through unscathed Because there are big games at the weekend uh, Particularly at Rangers Celtic Ibrooks on Sunday um, But your favourite player We established it weeks ago when you were on Aaron <laughs> Ramsey there was a bit of debate about him Because he, he was missing completely last night Did that mean he would miss the game? Well no is the answer uh, The Wales manager confirming He will be fit Raring to go For Sunday How much of a chance does he have Of starting that game now? I think as much chance as anybody else I think he was He was extremely good for Wales Against Austria um, Obviously I watched that game though And Scotland will be playing The winners if they get past Ukraine I thought it was fantastic I think every time he pulls on a Welsh shirt He seems to be a top top player again Obviously, he's not played as many minutes as Rangers as I think the board or, or Geo and the fans would have hoped for. Um, the important thing is that he can hopefully remain fit for the running uh, to give us the best possible finish. Um, both clubs having everybody fit. But, you know, I think he has, a, he has a great chance of starting. Will he start? I don't think so. I think he'll go with tried and trusted as, he, as he's shown a lot through his tenure so far, Geo. But I think Ramsey will be ready to play and that's only a positive for, for Rangers. Uh, Paul is on the line in the Merchant City. Paul, we're sort of, you know, slowly saying goodbye to the international break and, and looking ahead to the weekend. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, just uh, just in reference to the previous caller, Gordon. Uh, oh, Paul's disappeared. We'll get Paul cleared up. I'm sure. Uh, I, when I say that, I don't really know what producer Callum does. I assume he just hangs up on him and phones him back. him back. Old school. I, <laughs> I don't know what else you do But we'll we'll try anyway Because Paul's line was a bit dodgy Let's bring in Robbie first um, While we do that And see what Robbie's thoughts are Robbie Good evening guys Are yeah, you okay? As well. Yeah good thanks yeah. Uh, Gordon I want to make a point to Simon And Marlon can chip in as well It's about the team selection uh, the, the starting 11 I think that Ange Postacoglu Will go with Simon yeah. Now I'm going to eliminate Rogic because I think he's going to be injured uh, And he'll be out Well he has been injured And, and, and Poster, Hans Postacoglu says medium term So that was a couple of weeks ago So so I'm just going to put him out And another guy that I'm, I'm, it's not going to start for me He might start on the bench that I push as Kyogo So I'll give yeah. you my team My team is Hart and goal A back four of Taylor Starfelt Carter Vickers and Juranovic Midfield of McGregor Holden In front of him Hatate and O'Reilly In the front three Maeda Jack Amakis And Jota Now I'm going to give you The dark horses to start Number one dark horse Is near Beaton To sit in the Holden role Instead of McGregor Who will be pushed further, further forward So I think the midfield If that was supposed to happen With Beaton coming in It would be McGregor And Hatate In front of him And the other one Is Abada now, Abada could come in for Maeda and it would be uh, the one we've seen quite often on the flanks this season, Jota on the left and Abada on the right mm. with Jack Amakis in the middle. Yeah. But here's the thing, I think that Maeda 
and Jota with Jota on the right they can switch sides if you notice in that first goal against Ross County the heady goal yep. that cross came in for the left hand side with Jota so I think, right. he's de- I think he's going to go with Maeda Jack Amask Marcus and Jota you know it's a big game when you've picked your team <clears> for Sunday by Wednesday night That's that's when you know That's, that's the confirmation That's what happens That's what happens There's a big game Around the corner People start the Attention starts Going towards that game I was quickly scribbling My team down As you were uh, Reading your team out Robbie And I've got Identical So I can see where you're coming Good minds think alike Possibly Fools seldom differ yeah, Which yeah, one possibly. Take your pick Hopefully the first one <laughs> But I I can see where you're coming From Going to Ibrox With Beaton As a wee bit insurance In there I like to see Callum McGregor playing further forward at times, but I think he might go. Am, am I correct in saying that that was the midfield three the, the last game out and they won three 0 I think they'll go with that. I think Maeda will play on the left. I think he's been getting better all the time. They talk about his work rate, but he's actually chipping in with assists and goals. I think he will, and it's mm. maybe a wee bit unfair on Abada, who's had a fantastic season. Scored a, a, a number of goals I think maybe 13-14 goals I've had scored Good one to come off the bench I think Kyogo will be too early for him I think maybe The semi-final's more realistic for Kyogo It'll be interesting to see if he's mm-hmm. anywhere near The bench on Sunday But I more or less agree with your team I think that's the starting 11 And I'll be very surprised The only one And you make a fair comment with Beaton And that would mean obviously Hitati or O'Reilly Coming out, mm-hmm. but I think you'll go with that three in the middle and that front three. I mean, Marvin, we don't know for sure what impact international football has had. I mean, we, you assume guys are unscathed, but really, until the next few days, you're, you're never going to know. We spoke about Aaron Ramsey, we spoke about Ryan Jack, even some of the names Robbie mentioned Rio Hatati, first yep. cap for Japan, I think, came off at half time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt O'Reilly played for Denmark under 21s for the first time as well. Um, so, yeah, a bit of. Uh, assessing to be done I'm sure when these guys make their way back yeah most definitely um, and I think you know the medical staff would have been speaking to the players as soon as they came off the pitch it's even before they are back in Scotland uh, David Turnbull is one for me who came on against Ross County I'm interested to see how fit he is um, you know I know both Simon and Robbie have spoken about O'Reilly playing but I would go with Turnbull in there or beat on Holden as they both mentioned pushing Callum uh, forward one so and that would be the only change that, that I would make. But obviously, like you said, the international players who have been away, they first and foremost to assess them, to make sure they're fit. But I think <clears> David Turnbull, what a player he is. And if he's back fit and raring to go, he starts for me. I was thinking about last week, we were really making use of your insight at having faced all of these players this season and, and studied them, analysed them, come up with a game plan to stop them. I wanted to ask you about Maeda, because it was a name that, that Robbie mentioned and Simon picked up on. What is the work rate Actually like You know Up close Or or to try and stop I'm sure You know Lots of players You know Work yeah. hard yeah. Is there a noticeable difference? There is um, It's not just As you say Working hard Because anybody can go out there And work hard It's the knowledge behind The work that he puts in And, and the backing up That he has of the other players Because he sets the press off So as soon as he goes Everybody backs him up You know He doesn't waste his energy By chasing from left to right Constantly But he knows As soon as the ball goes To a certain player That maybe they've earmarked As we can win the ball back from He goes after them not only that, but when Celtic do have the ball, um, just watch him and watch him closely. His runs to the front post area are absolutely unbelievable. Um, you know, we played against Celtic uh, at Celtic Park before when he wasn't playing and we had a different game plan for marking a centre forward. When he started against us at Livingston, we had to change it within maybe five minutes. He saw two of his runs and we just couldn't cope with him the way he wanted to. Um, you know, he really, he starts on the, the furthest uh, centre half away and then at 100 miles an hour, he darts in front of the first one and cuts in on goal. And he's just waiting for that ball to come into the box. He's so proactive in there. 
And for any young striker who's, who wants to make a name for themselves in the game, you know, watch his movement and definitely his, his work rate as well. But as I said, it's, it's a clever work rate. He's not just working hard for the sake of it. He knows exactly what he's doing. Bobby, we had a bit of fun. I'm just joking, joking around saying, you know, it must be a big game if you've picked a team on Wednesday. But, but that is the reality, isn't it? How, how big is this one? Because I know they're all big. But how do you feel specifically going into this meeting? Yeah, I feel quite confident, um, but it's such a big game and it being, an, being at Ibrox, uh, I'm expecting Rangers to be a lot, lot better than what they were in that last game. Um, I think they've really got... A, 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 Rangers would probably take a draw, so would Celtic, but ideally, with the amount of games, uh, they're, they're running thin, like we're only what, seven games to go or something like that. So, I mean, and Celtic perhaps still to go, so they really need to win at Ibrox. Uh, I don't think Celtic should panic if Rangers do win because uh, it'll be level on points and Celtic will still have the the goal difference. So just them still being top of the table, just just you know visually, like you know what I mean, just looking at the table and they're still top. That will still give them a wee bit of confidence. I was going to actually ask uh, Simon and Marvin just a quick one. Yeah, make on, it quick on, if you can. Yep, on winger swapping Jota and Maeda. Uh, used to have been assistant managers, played the game. Who do you think he win a winger swapping? You know, like for Jota, he can cut in. That's more or less his shooting foot, but he can cut in on the right or go to the byline on the right and square in. How good is it, you know, to swap wingers during a game, Simon? I like it. I like it because it mixes it up and the deliveries. I mean, he puts the delivery in for Jackie Marcus and swing it on his right foot. I think Jota can go both ways. I think somebody like a badder. On the left maybe isn't as good as Jota Because he's, he uses his pace more So he'd be playing on the right hand side And pushing it by the, the, the full back on the outside And backing his pace But I think Jota's got a wee bit more You know he likes to chop and change uh, But I, I like it I like the fluidity there between the two They've got it also in the midfield uh, With O'Reilly and Rogic Always interchanging in there as well at times But I think Jota Probably suits the left hand side a wee bit more than the, the likes of an Abada. They're, they're different types of players. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I think it suits Jota a lot more than even Maeda. I think he's a lot better on the left hand side. But if you've got wingers who can do it, then obviously it's always difficult for defenders to, to know whether they're coming or going. Uh, thank you to Robbie. He goes into the hat for the tickets that night with Martin O'Neill, Chris Sutton, Lubo Moravchik, Jackie Mack, Paul Lambert, all the rest of them. Uh, and it's now that time of the night. It's Marvin's favourite time of the night, favourite time of the week. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. That is Beat the Pundit time. It's been a long winning run now for the pundits. No pressure, Marvin. You can't be the guy to lose it. Uh, and if you want to play this evening, you need to get your call in before 7 o'clock. 0141 951 1025 and your chance to beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here It's 0141-951-1025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB We kicked off looking back on Scotland's draw Unbeaten run continues last night So if you've any thoughts keep them coming Of course lots of people want to look ahead to Rangers Celtic on Sunday We will continue to do that We're going to hear more from our exclusive interview uh, with Martin O'Neill Rangers fans How do you feel about the news About Aaron Ramsey being fit and raring to go I guess there is still a bit of a question mark Maybe over Alfredo Morelos Will he be fit Give us all your thoughts ahead of the weekend On the usual number And we will speak to you after we do this 
Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, beat the pundit time. Let's see what we've got tonight. Greg is in Socky. How's it going, Greg? I'm doing very well, Gordon. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Now, Marvin, I'm going to be honest, right? How many weeks in a row have you dodged this? That's not important. That's not important. <laughs> because... Can we extend it? See, every week that you've dodged it, yeah. I always look through the questions and I think... Do you know what Marvin will do all right there? They're all questions about you know recent stuff or stuff since you've been up here. Not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> make it Marv, make it Marv. I'm worried about it. I'm uh, sorry, I'm worried wow. about you if it's tonight. Uh, heads, it will be Simon, who seems to play every time you two are on. Heads at Simon, tails, it will be Marvin Bartley. Look him on his tiptoes. He's got his phone out. What is wrong with this guy? No, you can't. Don't put me on Instagram this oh, week. Look, Have on. you seen the way I'm dressed? <laughs> I've, I've been I've been moving house. You look wonderful. And I've been shifted. I'm actually covered in dust. I've got the trackies on. That's the beauty of radio. You're supposed to not get, get it on your Insta, big man. Definitely, I'll be tagging him too. He's sneaky. He does this. I know. I get home and I'm like tagged it's on Instagram. Like, what's this? Anyway, right, heads it's Marvin Tails at Simon Donnelly. <laughs> no, it's it was the other way about. It's the other way about. It's the other way about. No, 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 wait. That, that's not, I'm, I've got to record it. I'm not accepting that. Oh, I'm not accepting this that. Is the worst you said outcome. what you said, and that's what we go with. If I you give you your first answer, and I go, actually, no, Gordon, mm. I want this. You say, no, it's your first answer. I hate to break it to come you, on. right? You know, you know you come in here on like... Callum, your, help me. I know you come in here on like your 10th show and think that you can <laughs> tell me what to do, right? But the guy in that corner of the studio is always tails. So can you reflick it then? It was a slip of the... T- I, I, to calm you down slightly, I'll yes. do a best of three for the first time ever. Oh, oh, best right? of three, just a single flick and just get it right this time. Tails is Marvin, heads is okay. Simon. His head's a stick. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is the winner. This is the decider. Do you not know what best of three means? Okay, go again. It's not go a on, difficult concept to figure out. Best of five in a minute. Yes. Tails. Nah. <laughs> Marvin against Greg. Uh, sorry about that, Greg. You've now been on for about three hours whilst Marvin works himself into a frenzy. Are you still there? I'm still oh, there. Why is he taking that away? I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's a question about the league table. I noticed that. <laughs> oh. so uh, producer Callum's taking it off the wall. Oh, yes. He's going to. He's going to. I'm going to lose, aren't oh, I? Oh, he's going to be all <laughs> over the place. Right, let's give Marvin some Clyde 2 to listen to. Uh, and that way he won't hear what's going on. Greg, 30 seconds. Answer as many as you can and pass if you don't know, OK? Let's go for the goal. Let's go. 30 seconds on the clock and it starts now. Which Celtic player was sent off in the 2003 UEFA Cup final? Pass. How many teams have beaten Rangers in the league this season? Two. Name any country Andy Robertson has scored against for Scotland. Pass. Which SPFL team are nicknamed the Bairns? Falkirk. Of the current Scotland squad, who's got the most goals after John McGinn? Dykes. Who's the current St Mirren club captain? Uh, Adam Power. Okay, okay, okay. Let's bring Marvin back. Are you ready? No. <laughs> I can't wait for this. Right, you ready? 30 seconds on the clock, okay? Yeah. Your time starts. No Which Celtic player Was sent off In the 2003 UEFA Cup final That's in a half Bowery 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 How many teams Have beaten Rangers In the league this season Two Name any country Andy Robertson Has scored against For Scotland Ireland Which SPFL team Are nicknamed The Bairns Oh no Falkirk Of the current Scotland squad Who scored the (laughs) most goals After John McGinn Oh! Dykes! 
Was he out of time? No! No, he wasn't, was he? Because Yeah, I suppose, yeah, because the question had been asked and... Why was I hot? <laughs> Look at the state of this guy. He thinks he's a cool, composed character. Greg, how do you think that went? Sure, Gordon, because Marvin did answer a couple more than I did. I can give him that. Um, well, let's find out which Celtic player was sent off in the 2003 UEFA Cup Final. I... I was so excited about this question. I thought this will this will do Marvin in. There's no chance he'll get it. It was Bobo Baldi. Yeah, it was against Porto. Do you know that was on like Sky? I think like I don't know during lockdown. I think that's where I saw it. I feel deflated, Greg. I just assumed that. I just thought his Scottish football knowledge started in 2015. Yeah, that's the only answer I knew, Greg. Did he get it right? He didn't. You're one nil up. I can't believe it. Oh. How many teams have beaten Rangers in the league this season? Oh. Celtic and Dundee United, that is two. You both got that. Oh, Name any country Andy Robertson has scored against for Scotland. England. England. That was his first, I think. Then Lithuania, then Cyprus. Oh. So none of you got that. So you're still 2-1 up. Ireland's not far from England. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Bairns, a word that you've probably never used in your life, but it yeah. is Falkirk. That means babies, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah like yeah. children, yeah. kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, not babies. <laughs> Sorry. Like the babies would be a bit of a weird. <laughs> uh, anyway, 3 um, 2 to Marvin still. Of the current Scotland squad, who's got the most goals after John McGinn? It is Lyndon Dykes. <laughs> uh, Greg got that as well. What? Oh, and he's not finished. Oh. He got more questions because he was quick. He said, than I got you. more. Oh, What's the current score? It's 4 3 to Marvin. So it's all going to come down to one more question Because Greg got one more in Who is the current St Mirren club captain? Would you have got that? Yeah Doesn't matter, who would you have gone for? Shaughnessy Greg said Alan Power Which is Greg, I can't believe it I cannot believe it It's a 4-3 win for Marvin, Greg I'm so sorry I was team Greg all the way <laughs> No, I played well. Well done, Marvin. Polite, magnanimous, and you're chuckling away. No, it's about taking part, Greg. You know, someone has to win, someone has to lose, and unfortunately, this time you came second. Do you know? No do you know? Not feel a bit daft making all that song and dance about the coin no, and trying to avoid it and no, filming it. And I, I just live in a world where I think should be just fair. Play? Then and, and accept because it because you know you've got the victory, the glory. But now I'm sweating massively. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, so this is not great for my. Well health. done, though. I must admit, Thanks. for the first time ever, I'll give you praise and mean it. That that was good. Yeah, that was impressive. Thanks for calling, Greg. Uh, Greg, don't go away just yet because whilst we've got you, since he's behaving so despicably, we'll just get your thoughts. I know you're a, you're a big Rangers fan, Greg. What are you thinking ahead of the weekend? Um, it's a tough one to call, Gordon. Um, I can see it going any way. I think for me, Rangers have to win it. To keep the title race going, um, I think with the goal difference that Celtic's got, it's as good as a four-point gap at the moment. And if they obviously won that, go to as good as seven. Um, and I think if they didn't win that, they'd have to win the game at Celtic Park, which I personally don't think they will. Um, but I'm confident they could get the job done on Sunday. Yeah, look, I've seen that. I don't think. Greg will be alone in that reading of it given that it's three points given that this one is at Ibrox it's, it's, it's not a controversial view but is it one that you shared you know the, the Rangers have to win is it as simple as that I don't, I don't believe so I, I really don't as long as there's points enough points to win the league then you know you, you're always in it obviously you know Rangers or Celtic if they win it they like Andrew say the same things you know they're, they're still you know, 18 points, whatever it is, left to play for, etc., etc. And I think Jay will be saying the same thing if, if they win or lose um, it, or draw. 
Um, I think going into it, you know, Rangers definitely being at home, you want to take advantage of that. Um, you know, draw will probably be the worst case scenario for them. But if they are to lose a game, it's, it's not over and, you know, they won't have that mentality. And Celtic, if they win it, you know, they won't have the mentality that's over either. Yeah, I mean, what's your take mm, on it? I don't know. I think I disagree. I think Rangers have to win it. I think uh, three points, 14 goals better off. I think Celtic get into it in a good position where they can go and have a right go at Rangers. I think they will do anyway because that's how Ange approaches the games. I think Rangers have to win it. I do. I think with the momentum, the psychology mm. behind it, and I know it's not over, but the next game's at Celtic Park as well. Mm. I think they really... And I think that... It, 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 it lines up for a really good game. I think I think both teams are going to go for it. Yeah, it becomes... You, you hit a certain part of the season when you can really talk about goal difference, can't you? I mean, we, sometimes in September, mm-hmm. somebody will hit the post and you say, oh, that, you know, that could be... And you think, oh, do you know what? Deal, deal with that somewhere down the line. Just, it, it seems a bit premature. Thing, but there's other wee things also. If it's a draw, I think Celtic play first, next, because Rangers are in Europe. Those wee things matter at this stage mm-hmm. of the season when it's six, seven games to go. I think psychologically, if Rangers were to win and get back to points equal, albeit they'd still be behind in goal difference, I think it would be a big yeah. step for them. But I think if it keeps at three, I think it's it's in Celtic's court. Greg, it was a good effort on Beat the Pundit. It was nice of you to join us. Hardlines. Enjoy the rest of the show, guys. Good man. That was Greg. Marvin Barley's waving him goodbye. <laughs> Look at this smug. Oh. Winners win, so Gordon. Worried about that as well. I know. So, nah, performance with the phone, and I, I'm annoyed because you, that that was a mistake from <laughs> yeah, me. I'll hold and my I've hands up. It always should be the other way around, but it, all, it always mm. is. Well, you if know. you're in that corner of the studio, you're tails. That's the Gordon. Well, DL. I know that now. You're in the Gordon DL tails <laughs> seat, which I, uh, I know that now, which impacts him so often. Uh, speaking of of which, um, we've had a good bit of fun uh, with his quizzing answers over. Over the years See if you go onto the Twitter feed At Clyde SSB You'll see a really funny video Of the guys In fact me included Trying to come up with a footballer's name Based on emojis It's a great idea that producer Callum Came up with And um, let's just say Like Mark Wilson comes up with a name That you never thought you would hear Can I even say that on this show? Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I think I'll stay away from it Just in case Tell us off air Um but yeah, just head over there See if you can guess it, by the way See if you can guess who the player is Based on the emojis over on the Twitter feed At Clyde SSB Sandra is tweeting I love that Big Marv is such a gracious winner <laughs> See, <laughs> Sandra nice but With various laughing faces <laughs> afterwards <laughs> Oh dear Anyway, 01419511025 Still more to come from that exclusive interview With Martin O'Neill And remember, every caller who makes it on tonight Goes into the hat for a pair of tickets To hear from the man himself Chris Sutton, Paul Lambert, Jackie Mack Lubo Moravchik All there on stage at the SEC Armadillo On the 29th of May You can get the tickets online at Ticketmaster But it seems like a good fun way of doing it Coming on here, making your point to the guys And maybe coming out of the hat William is a Rangers fan on the line it's early, William, but then is it ever that early when we're building up to a game of this magnitude? How are you feeling a few days out? Yeah, hello, Simon, Marvin and Gordon. Hello. Yeah, I just want to assure Simon, don't worry about it on Sunday, Simon. The Rangers have got a different animal on Sunday for the one at Parkhead. I'm going to give you the reasons why, or well, well, I hope, right? Uh, Balogun, Jack, Morelos, they're just spending your team back for Sunday <laughs> straight away. It didn't start against Celtic. Celtic played well on that night, no doubt about it, but there's 50,000 Rangers fans Kamara's playing better, Aribo's playing better, Tavernier's Tavernier, McGregor's playing better. We're at home. 
in that league, we haven't lost a home game in two years, Gordon. Two years. I like, I like to hear all these Celtic fans going, ah, they're going to beat them 5 0, 4 0, it's got to run them all. It's not going to be that easy, boys. It's not going to be that easy at all. What's your points on that, guys? Uh, first and foremost, I'm not too worried, William. I, 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 say, I said I just, my opinion was Rangers have to win the game, I think. Uh, I, I'm sure you'd probably agree with me there. But yeah, Rangers are in good form, particularly in Europe. I think they've been getting over the line the last time out. I think everybody expected them to beat Dundee, but they left it late. Celtic have had a wee bit of form, wee bit of momentum, scoring goals, looked good against Ross County. I think the international break maybe came at the wrong time for them. It'll be interesting to see if they can take off in the same form on Sunday. But I think both teams are looking strong. I don't think there's much between the sides. And I think there'll be goals at the weekend. I think Celtic will come feeling that if they can... Get the win It's a severe dent In Rangers aspirations To retain the title And Rangers likewise Will think If they can win They've pulled it right back Albeit the goal difference So I think both teams Will go for it mm. I mean Marvin Absolutely no idea If this pans out this way Because mm-hmm. football c- Can surprise you But William has given a, a list of reasons As to why Rangers Should in theory Be different Or, or better this time Again Whether it works I've no idea They might even be worse That That's football It's, it's bizarre But you know, th- there should be a lot of things that that could be different this time. Yeah, most definitely. You know, and again, uh, Celtic could potentially be better than they were last time. I know it'd be hard to do, but they they could be. But I think Gio will be, you know, with the boys from whether it's today or tomorrow, and he'll be reminding them of how it felt. You know, when they played Celtic last time and they were three 0 down in absolutely no time, and reminding them that's not acceptable. We don't want to start the game that way. You know, tell them to draw back on those feelings that they had in the dressing room at half time and after the game, and the disappointment they felt within themselves. And he'll be using all those things to motivate those Rangers players and. And that's why probably William's saying that they will be a different animal uh, going into this game. But it's two fantastic teams, you know, two best teams in our, in our country, no doubt about it. And I'm expecting a real good game. I don't expect either of them to sit back. Mm. I'm interested to see how, how Rangers start, though. I think they'll go with more energy in the, in the midfield area. Um, I think legs are so important um, against Celtic and I'll be interested to see how Gio starts the game but they'll be confident in that dressing room. You know, They don't want to feel that What defeat. do you mean by that then? Ryan Jack, John Lundstrom... Both yeah. of them Yeah I, I expect both of them to play And one If Arfield's fit I'm, I'm not sure what's what's up with him If he's fit I, I think he'll play I think that will be the three I think they're tried and tested for him And I think As I said Legs will be vitally important I think Kamara's been fantastic again You know his performances have gone back up But I just think in this game You know it's going to be end to end I think you just need legs in there So Rebo still yeah. Plays though uh, yeah. But, but Every, the, for, the further up one. Yeah And Kent on the other mm. side what are you, What's your take on that Um you know, argument, William, that Rangers need to win this. Marvin doesn't think that's the case. Simon does. So you can be the decider. No, Rangers definitely need to win it, Gordon, because we're three points behind, you know. Uh, Simon Simon makes good points. Celtic are playing well, right? But see your two centre-backs. Your man Starfield against Morelos in the second half at Ibrox, he was all over the place against Morelos. Morelos absolutely bullied him. That's how Rangers won the game, because Morelos played a lot better. They've not played a set. I hope he's fit, right? They've not played a centre half. They've not played a centre forward. Sorry, of this calibre. They need to be on their game because that man, if he play in and close, in and close to the Dortmund performances, I think Rangers. I think Rangers are going to win. But if they don't, obviously Celtic's got a good chance. Yeah, it's funny. Someone mentioned this last night, Simon. That the previous game at Ibrox, it was just so long ago. So I. Yeah. I mean, Carl Starfield, has he got better yeah, since then? Starfield or? has improved. There's a relationship there with Carter Vickers, Joe Hart playing behind them. It was all new at the start, you know, so I think Starfield, it's 
no secret that he maybe struggled at the start of his, his Celtic career, you know, finding his feet. But he has improved. But listen, I agree with William. Uh, Morelos is a handful on, on top of on top form, which he's been of late uh, under Gio. He's, he's come back into form. He's scoring goals again. He's aggressive. He's physical. He has a handful. So if he's on top of his game, then the two centre backs will need to be. Yeah, it's funny how things can change. Marvin, the only previous game at Ibrox this season. McCrory was in goals yeah. um, Obviously there's no chance he'll play um, Borna Barisic probably d- You know is, is, is not as much in favour as he, he was back then Stephen Davis started the game I don't think there's yeah. any chance he, he starts this one I don't think that's been unfair And then as for Celtic I mean we, we did mention it last night Christian Edward started That seems like a <laughs> lifetime yeah. ago yeah, yeah. Adam Montgomery and Ismaila Sorrow came off the bench um, It's just been you know, it's so much water under the bridge since then. Most definitely. Um, you know, as I said, both teams are very, very different now to, to as they were back then. Um, I think both teams are better. I think both teams are, are playing better, that's for sure. Um, it's a totally different game. Just on a staff out comment, I don't understand the, the kind of stick that this man gets. You know, he's played 27 games for Celtic this season. They've only conceded 18 goals in the league. Mm. I mean, he might look untidy at times, but he's clearly doing his job. You know, I think he deserves so much more respect than, than I think, he I think he gets. made, I think... Everything else, I think mistakes get magnified when you play with Celtic Rangers. Mm-hmm. I think he made one or two at the start, and that was amplified. I think Europe they took a couple of heav- heavy defeats. Yeah, but I, I cover most Celtic games. I think they've became a good partnership mm-hmm. at the back. You know yourself, it, t- it takes time. So it's same as like a, a couple of forwards. And back in the day when you used to play with two up front, you have to learn how each other play. I think Joe Hart goes on record as saying they're not the most vocal partnership, mm-hmm. and he likes to to talk behind them. Yeah. The proof is in the pudding. They've get they've conceded the least goals in the in the league. So you're definitely confident at this point, William. Will that change throughout the week? Do you think, or are you there and there to stay? As always, say to Gordon, I'm 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 quietly confident. The other motivating factor is your your Ivanoviches, your Ralsons, your Giamakis are shouting their mouths up. That's never good. Just put that up in the the dressing room wall for Sunday, and let's get into them. <laughs> William's doing the team talk already. Thank you uh, to William. On the line, I'll tell you what, it's a big weekend for this. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals. You must have heard of this by now. It's pretty simple. Every time Celtic or Rangers score, we throw at least £250 into a cash jackpot for you to win at the end of the season. And I say at least because it's a big game with a big prize at the weekend. Every time the ball hits the back of the net at Ibrooks. £500 goes into the cash jackpot Everyone keeps saying it's going to be open And there are going to be goals So just imagine what that £20,750 Will look like come full time on Sunday Then they play again in the cup And they're going to go off and play their separate league games Rangers are still in Europe So that total will be massive Come the end of the season And we'll give it away to one of you At the end of the campaign But don't, don't wait until then Just think of the regret you'll live with if you forget So you might as well Pick up the phone right now Text GOAL To 61025 That's G-O-A-L To 61025 It is £2 To text Plus your standard message rate Over 18s only And the full terms And online entry Are at Clyde1.com I did say it was every competition So with that in mind The lines close On Scottish Cup final day Saturday the 21st of May At 6pm So for your chance To be the winner At the end of the season Text GOAL To 61025 Right now Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's time for Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley to team up 
Marvin doesn't even care about the rest of the show yeah. he's, he's gone He's <laughs> lapping up the, the glory After his beat the pundit victory uh, But they're going to team up On the full time teaser Now remember the aim of the game Is that you send the questions in So you try and catch the pundits out By emailing me Full time At Clyde1.com And we'll try and get your question used On the show uh, This one has been sent in by Brian uh, Brian Drennan Who's a Rangers fan From the Gold Coast Australia Ooh. Of all places uh, and he loves listening in from down under He says And he sent a question And remember Was it last week Where it was pretty much Simon's question Yeah It might be a bit like that If I'm being honest oh, um, But it's a good again. question Is Alan McGregor Related But both sets of fans Will get involved in this Right So apparently He's faced Celtic From the penalty spot Seven times in his career Right He has Three players have scored In him and four have had their spot kicks saved by Alan McGregor. So, wow. can you name the three that have scored into him from the spot and the four that have had their. Seven in total, right? Okay. Now, of course, you might, just to clear up, it is <clears throat> possible, and I'm probably giving this away, that someone appears on both lists. All right, so it's kind of seven answers, but. Ryan Christie. Yes, that was quite recently, wasn't it? 2019, yep. I think That's why I remember it <laughs> Marvin, do you remember any recent ones that Alan McGregor saved in the fixture? No, I just want to guess though I just want to be involved Go on then Samaras That's more than a guess Behave no. yourself That's wonderful Well done Brilliant. Well done, big man And you know what? I'll just give you, he's on both lists I knew that Who Samaras is? Yeah, he scored into double McGregor double? and... Yeah. He's had one saved Easy question this one There we go So we'll leave it there So we're looking for two other players That have scored into Alan McGregor From the spot uh-huh. For Celtic And two that have missed So we'll get them by the end of the show No doubt about it Remember full time At Clyde1.com To send your uh, questions in And it's the usual number If you want to get involved In the discussion I think the last caller was William He was giving the rallying cry For Rangers wasn't he Doing the team talk uh, Let's hear a bit more From our exclusive interview with ex-Celtic manager Martin O'Neill He claims all the pressure is on Rangers to win this weekend What do you think about that? Uh, he feels that if his former club can avoid defeat They will have one hand on the title He's been speaking to Gabriel, a reporter This game this weekend will certainly have a huge impact on the title race You touched on it there But how do you see this one playing out? Let us know your prediction you, you, You've been in plenty well, of old firm matches Where's it going to be won and lost? How do you see it playing out? Well, it's... Uh, uh, Difficult to predict any football game, but trying to predict an old firm match, uh, you, the, the pressure is definitely, if there's such a thing, I mean, I, not, not that Postacoglu will look at, uh, look at it like this at all, but there's certainly the pressure at this minute is very, very much on Rangers. Rangers to get the result. It's a home fixture for them. It's a big, big match for them. They're three points behind. Their goal difference. They're unlikely. They are unlikely. Not impossible, but unlikely to claw back that goal difference in the number of matches left of the season. So unlikely. So you could think at this stage, certainly today, this morning, you're thinking that 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 looks like a four-point differential that Rangers have to do. So really, they must win this game because I know they've got Celtic again at, at Celtic Park later on, but really, they've got to win this game. Celtic come out of this match unscathed, you think to yourself, well, that, that maintaining that three-point difference with the extra, with the goals as well, too, you'd have to say that they're uh, really in poor position. Of course, Celtic go and win the game, and I'm quite sure that's probably in Postacoglu's mind, thinking, well, I'm not going to change for anything. I'm going to go to Ibrox, and I'm going to go and attack. Then, if they could win the game, you would nearly think 
that they are in that. You have to think their their position is um, uh, very very strong indeed. Yes, certainly. But it's not Postacoglu's style to go and play for a draw, is it? You expect them to go out and try and win the match. Oh well, I, absolutely. That's been his. That's been his. Uh, that's been his. Uh, for want of a better word, philosophy this season: go and attack, go and go and play, and uh, and let the let the let the players express themselves. And it doesn't matter where it's at. So, I mean, I, I, the results in Europe have been disappointing this season for Celtic. But the irony of it all is that for this season, at least anyway, that might not be such a bad thing. As I mentioned, that Rangers have, to, to their eternal credit, Rangers, what a run it's been so far in the, in the, um, uh, the Europa League. Really terrific. And uh, but they've all these things to contend with. They've got games coming up, so they're going Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday. Got Braga twice in between times in this year, so they play a lot of games. Obviously, these matches, you, you, there's more chance you picking up injuries the more games you play. Celtic have got this match, and then um, and uh, I think a league game before they play uh, before they play Rangers in the semi final of the uh, the Scottish Cup. So. You'd have to say that that is a massive advantage to Celtic in terms of, of uh, in terms of concerns about injuries. Every time these sides meet, the question of pressure comes up, and who's it on more? And then people quickly point out that it's clearly on both because it's a massive fixture. All the rest of it. So give us your analysis, your amateur psychologist uh, on this one. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Martin O'Neill obviously knows a thing or two. About this fixture Simon Donnelly Did I notice Today Is the Anniversary oh. What's the, Marvin here's your next Quiz question Today is the Anniversary of what Well I heard it earlier So I can't oh, Were you here at that time I just assumed you turned up so late That you missed this discussion <laughs> It is the anniversary Of your first ever Celtic goal Simon Donnelly How many years ago though It is indeed uh, First two goals May I add Well it's still the first goal Isn't it <laughs> Just had to 19, get it in there. 1994 Wow Not it's yesterday eh? I, I would have thought Something would have happened On March the 30th So it's then 28 years ago How's my arithmetic 28 aye. Wow How does that make you feel Very very <laughs> old <laughs> Against Wraith Rovers Midweek Hold my on f- a minute My first start 94 Wraith Rover Please tell me DL was playing There's I'm going to look th- this th- up There is every chance Find it Producer Callum 94 Simon Donnelly's first ever Celtic goal Against Wraith Rovers Because he's, I hope he it was against he scored in the, in the cup the, final year The following year So yeah He might have graced mm. Celtic part that Same day. year I think 94 Same season I think Yeah Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah That special was it moment I take Sorry it. it was 94 I'm talking rubbish It was 90 Yeah same year Yeah Do you remember it? Remember the first First goals? I do remember them very well Yes I would like to see them I've never ever I think they were on the news The following evening But I've never seen them since <laughs> Well, this I'd is like your. Show, I'd like to show this is your boys. chance. Then I don't. I don't remember them, Marvin. Do you? No, you have to find them. Though. Tell tell us they were forty-yard screamers. We'll know. One, we'll be none the wiser. One on the edge of the box, and the second probably one, penalty spot. He's yeah. stretched it. Pulled it down with one foot and dispatched it. Nah, I need to see these. Two two nice goals. Producer Callum's obviously trying to. I don't know. He's trying to butter him up. He's saying the second one is a class touch and finish. I don't know. What's, what's this guy? Oh, you must have the video for you there. Yeah, yeah, he must. Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> black and white Grainy That is below the belt Grainy Sorry. footage And what's DL playing Have we established this yet It's black and white DL on the pitch <laughs> For Wraith Rovers 
Uh, there's absolutely no chance he'll remember Like absolutely none So we're going to need to try and find that out on our own uh, I think uh, we'll, We'll try and do that before the end of the show Very important Just so I know I can quiz him on it uh, when he joins us tomorrow evening Let's bring in Alec Who is a Celtic fan on the line What's on your mind tonight Alec? Uh, good evening panel Hello I was just hi, I was just wanting to uh, make a point about I think it was last night or the night before A call I was moaning about a Rangers fan I was moaning about uh, Steve Clark playing Ryan Jack And how the SFA was all a big conspiracy and everything yeah, suspect I think was the word used I suspect that was it, I will I, I just, I'm just sick of these fans I mean, what are they all about? Do you know what I mean? They were moaning about the uh, In January transfer window as well They moaning about that The SFA is against them but When are they going to admit that it was their own fault That they get put down? I'm, so, not sure, I'm not sure those two things are, are linked as such <laughs> To be honest um, I mean on one hand Marvin People will always look after their own sort of team and, and get kind of caught up in things. And and on the other, Glasgow's a bit mental mm. um, when, when it comes to, to footballing rivalry. And yeah, the, maybe the truth's in the middle somewhere. Yeah, as I'm learning. Um, the one with, with with Ryan Jack playing or Steve Clark picking his team with one eye on, on the game on Sunday, uh, I don't think there's any truth in that at all. I really, really don't. Um, I don't think any international manager picks their team thinking, I want one team's player to play. And, and the other teams to be completely rested. I think, he, again, he spoke about it. He said he looked at the minutes, et cetera, et cetera. But as you said, as a football fan, what we do is we look, you know, for, for excuses and reasons as why somebody's against our team. And I think that's just what, you know, people are doing ahead of a big game. You know, pressure makes people do strange things. Uh, Alec, what do you think about this weekend? Oh, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm really looking forward to it because for the first time in a couple of years, I think, without... Uh, any COVID cases or injuries First time that we can really go toe-to-toe With each other And I think Celtic will get a better team To be honest with you That's an interesting point actually Because Over over the past few seasons I feel there have always been dramatic absentees you know, And, and we don't yet know about Morelos And listen, there could be something at Celtic That, that we're <clears> unaware <throat> of Or that happens in the next few days But we mentioned the game earlier this season I mean McCrory played in goals for Rangers Obviously no one saw that coming uh, I feel like you know, in seasons gone by, there have been a few. Simon Lewis Morgan played yeah. up front, didn't he? Mikey Johnson played up front. Yeah. There tends to be a big personnel talking point, and maybe not this time. Maybe we do go. Listen, if Kyogo doesn't make it, then he is Celtic's main striker. However, they've they've sort of learned to live without him, haven't they? In the in the last few months. Yeah, as a neutral, I hope that they're you know both teams have their strongest possible elevens and squads because I want to see the best two teams with the best players within them going at it. But as you said, there's always talking points in football, and this is why people build squads. You know, that's that's why people don't just have a good eleven and and you know forget about the rest of them. And you know, should there be an injury to to one of the big players, I'm sure Rangers and Celtic will have to deal with it, and um, they won't use. It as an excuse because you know, said injuries happens in football but I hope both teams are at full strength you know definitely on Sunday thanks Alec nice to hear from you that was Alec in Summerston on 01419511025 he's in the tickets uh, in the hat for the tickets sorry for that night with Martin O'Neill etc uh, so I'll announce the winner just before the end of the show right we're adding a bit more meat to the bones DL did play in that game did great he? so I'll quiz him tomorrow won't remember it can't remember anything ever um, and I tried to Find the video But instead I found this picture Look at the man to your right Marvin Now you only joined There's no change You joined these ranks Up here in about 2015 This is what he used to look like 
Look at wow. the fresh faced boy band good looks. Yeah. I don't know what it's happened. It's about 15. So somebody on Twitter today said that was me cutting myself. Shaving. What is that? that is, is that a, a cut? That is a stud mark. And I think it was Basil Bowley. <laughs> it was my first game against Rangers. And I'm sure it was Bowley caught me. Stud mark on the, on the chin. Stud on the chin. Play on. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, play on. Not excessive force. <laughs> <laughs> um, but apparently, here, so it says you were due to be with your. Teammates That's at a true. tournament in yeah, Dallas, Dallas, Texas. Yeah. But you get taken out to play for the first team. That's true, yeah. There yeah. we go. How old were you there? 19. He is oh. actually still disgustingly quite fresh faced for yeah. a man of his age, though, yeah, isn't he? Most I mean, what are you at 62 or something now? I'm still reeling from the antique road ah. show. <laughs> My mum used to make me watch that, and then I became a lover of the show. So. Oh, that's the worst, isn't it? <laughs> See, when you hear that theme tune on a Sunday oh, night, you just knew school. Yeah. Like, oh, exactly. The stomach's st- 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 And I mean, I know Kevin Bridges does a sketch on that, and he talks, is it Heartbeat? He references <laughs> as being like the soul being sucked out of your, <clears throat> you know, yeah. um, because you know that's the end of the weekend. <laughs> but I think Antiques Roadshow had the same. It was up there. Yeah, uh, the same effect Right 01419511025 We're still looking for more On the teaser It was All the way from the Gold Coast Tonight It was Brian Drennan Who wanted to know Can you name the three players That have scored Past Alan McGregor From the spot In Old Firm games And the four That have had their spot kicks saved Now Giorgio Samaras Is on both lists So you've got him You've also got Ryan Christie I've, I've got two But I do, I'm hoping mm. McGregor played in this game The one at Hamden In Cham and Dembele Did he play? No, no. Uh, I'm, a bit, I'm getting a bit sick of Marvin To be honest nah, um, because That's he, not nice he's, he's, Yeah in the nicest way possible <laughs> you know, He's given it all I don't, I don't want to play beat the pundit I, I've, I've only been up here for a few years And then knows that Bobo Baldi Was the sent off in the cup he's final And then he goes Oh I'll have a guess Earlier and he produces Samaras So wh- whoever's texting you And I think I know who <laughs> no, it is Tell him to no, stop no, it No <laughs> Anymore <laughs> He's going to have to pretend He doesn't know No I, I have got a guess But Scott Sinclair That was my next one No you're buzzing there we go delighted right we'll get the rest of the answers <laughs> and more of your thoughts next number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard we're on the home street with Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly tonight I'll tell you some great stuff coming in that I must take up with Gordon DL tomorrow about this fixture Harry Gav <laughs> says um, he sent me the picture uh, of the squad list from that day um, Simon, you apparently wore number, what does that say, 12? Number 12, I think, for you that day? No, I started no? the game. Yeah, m- maybe it's a game. different match from that season. I'd have been no, no, he says that is, that's the... No, I definitely wasn't 12. In those days, it was 1 to 11. Yeah, that's right. I wonder if that's just a sort of general, you know, on the back of the programme. That, that maybe it looks, doesn't take into account... Like a Celtic programme, what you're looking yeah. at there. Anyway, well, that's maybe blown my theory out of the water, because it says DL14, he always tells us that he's a... He was a, you know, always a sub. nailed on starter So I'll need to take that with him tomorrow Anyway, how are you getting on in this teaser? Sent all the way I say that, I mean it's, it's an email So it's quite simple these days But Brian uh, from the Gold Coast in Australia He says he loves listening in from down under And it's a good question this I don't think we've had one like this before Alan McGregor Three Celtic players have scored past him from the spot And four have had their spot kicks saved Can you name them all? So Samaras is on both lists Christie had one saved anymore? Edward Yeah he had one saved The most recent of all It was the 18th of April 2021 A 2-0 win for Rangers According to Brian of course You don't you don't blame me if any of that's wrong You blame him So I'll give you the breakdown We're looking for one more 
Who's had a penalty saved By Alan McGregor Okay And two more who scored now Worth bearing in mind Yeah He has had two spells with Rangers So Just try to think Some two. might have been Back yeah. a bit Mulgrew Did Mulgrew take the penalty? No it's not about, you know, it's not or Joe Ledley Not a horrendous shout But still both wrong Oh. Nah, someone's texted him that. I'm a, that's <laughs> outrageous. You know, no. Absolutely outrageous. No. no. Not having that. Well done. I've not even been no, right, whatever. I worked to I worked with my nah. mate Aiden, like we speak about these things. Oh do you? Yeah. Did you work together? Yeah. Where? So when Hibs v Celtic. Oh what a stint on the TV. I thought you meant like you know <laughs> that's work now. What, what do you call this? It's the jolly up. So he just comes in and says, Marvin, just let me tell you for future reference. <laughs> if it ever comes We're talking up, about big games. And you know <laughs> This happened Why can't that what, for a second Why Winners to, win What's he wrong He told you about the time That he no, scored I just, I just guessed the name Because right? the last few people He mentioned That's the only player I know from Aiden that McGeady, team. Right, You're looking for one more Who scored And one more Who had their Spot kick saved Milo Lorimer's got All the answers I think Which is a great shout From him Look I know the way It works in Glasgow Obviously A lot of attention uh, To the Rangers Celtic game On Sunday However Marvin That Premiership card On Saturday is blockbuster You go through Every single one of them Dundee Aberdeen Aberdeen need to salvage Their season Dundee are trying to Climb off the bottom Of the table Hibs Dundee United Is a six pointer To finish in the top six So is Motherwell St Mirren Hearts yeah, Maybe the only team That are sort of Marooned yeah. See what I did there yeah, nice. um, You know Not going anywhere Up at, at Dingwall And then of course Your boys again Going for top six Against the St Johnson side Maybe Just maybe Trying to claw in A couple of the teams above them If it's still possible How good is that going to be? Absolutely fantastic Like we touched on the St Johnston and Limson game already But the Motherwell St Mirren one that's a, that's a massive one for me I think you know it's As you said That's a six pointer for sure I think Motherwell obviously been struggling As you know Better than most yeah. um, Recently They need a turn in form And they need it now I think if they can still make the top six Then it's been a, a good season for Graham Alexander I really really do um, I think that would have been the aim at the start of the season. I know he's had a bit of pressure put upon him by the fans and probably by himself as well because he's a perfectionist. But I think if they can beat St Mirren um, on Saturday, that would be huge for them. And again, Hibs done to United. Hibs have to do it without Ryan Portress as well, which yeah. is going to be a big ask to them because he's probably been their best defender. It's going to be some end to the season, Simon. Very, very tight. I don't remember it being as close. Uh, right down from from Dundee United down to Aberdeen. I think your team have got a chance. They're at home against St Murn. I know their form hasn't been good, but as Marv says, if they win that and get into the top six, that's that's success for Motherwell this year. Sure. Definitely is. So it's all to play for. Everybody has got incentives, different ones, but yes, yeah, I can't remember it being this close. Mm. Four four points, don't they? From fourth to tenth. Incredible. Does the international break come at a good time or a bad time for Livy? Does such a thing exist? Um, no, it came probably a bad time for me because I played in one game and then had to do the running with the boys two days later. So for me personally, <laughs> it came at a very bad time. But no, in terms of the group, um, listen, I think, you know, we're glad for it. Uh, we're refreshed. We're ready to go again Saturday. Uh, we've been able to put some training into the boys, which has been really, really good. Giving them a few days off to see their families as well, which is important for absolutely everybody. So it came at a good time for us. But again, it's only a good time if we win the next two games now, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Did it allow you to get anyone... Back or was that not really an issue going into the break anyway? No, that wasn't really a huge issue. Um, you know, we had a couple of boys who were very, very close who 
are now back, but I mean, they would have been back if we were playing Saturday to Saturday yeah. anyway. Um, but as I said, I got a bit fitter and I put in a good performance. I told it's not you all about you, though. No, no, it, it, sort of it, from, from it is. I'm ready to play. Possible. Squad number 40. So, you know, I could help a number you are. How embarrassing 40? is that? 40. When the gaffer gave me that, I kind of looked around and said, This is where we're at. Can we see if top six is sealed? Just purely for this show, and I know that's the way David Martindale would do it, you know, just to please us. I think we need to see you once this season. Nah. It's on a cameo role, end of the season. On, on he comes, 40. <laughs> I, want to see back that, I want to see that board go up with 40 no, on it. And it's a triple XL shirt as well, because there's no more larges left by the time we got to 40, so that's where we're at. When, what was your last game in Scottish football? Uh, St. Johnson, end of last season, last game of last season. And did you did you know that? That was my last game? Yeah. Um... I'm not, you yeah, know, no, it I had, a... it, yeah it, well, it, was, it was my decision If I wanted to play on I would have played on um, so What age are you then? Yeah that's what I mean but, but, but at, at the time 35. You know at the time Did you know that night That's my, la- that's my last game of football <clears throat> At first team level or Yeah kind of Because I, I had an opportunity Or I was asked to do something uh, With a manager going somewhere So Very I mysterious. kind of knew That it was maybe the end And obviously yeah. the opportunity Came at Livingston To be ass- assistant manager But you know, I always said I wanted to stop playing football when it was my choice mm-hmm. rather than the manager saying to me, you know what, you're not good enough to yeah. play anymore. And, and that's what it was. If I wanted to play on then, you know, that's what I would have done. 41 appearances last season. I just assumed you were a bit part, but there we go. That's, I'm main man. That's a good on. innings. 41? Yeah. That's, that's not that's bad what, at all. That's what I mean. I was ready to play. It's on. taken its toll. That's why you've not <laughs> played this season. Uh, right, we are almost there, I would... <clears throat> Imagine next few days will be good, Simon, because that's when you you know we're going to start. It really cranks up, doesn't it? You, what's it like as a player going into this fixture? Like you know, three and four days out from it, think, just desperate for it to come around. I think it's a lot calmer than the fans, to be honest. Probably. I think uh, I'll be tuning in the next couple of nights for the the callers on this show, but yeah, I think you just you try to treat it like every other game. Obviously, when it comes around, it's cranked up. The the I think this one will be. Extra tasty because nobody's running away with it. It's a, the tightest title race we've had for as, as long as I can remember. Rangers obviously ran away with it last year. So it just intensifies everything around the game. But they're, they're the ones you want to play in. They, yeah. they, they are the ones that you want to play in. They're the ones you remember. Yeah, it should be a cracker. Uh, tonight's winner of the tickets to that experience with Martin O'Neill, Chris Sutton, Paul Lambert, Jackie McNamara, Lubo Moravchik and others is Robbie and Falkirk. Well done for winning the tickets. We'll give more away tomorrow. You can still get them online at Ticketmaster for that event on Sunday the 29th of May at the SECR Medillo. But we'll give more away tomorrow and Friday as well, which means the only thing left for us to do is round off this teaser, thank you to Brian who sent one in all the way from Australia. Alan McGregor, he has three Celtic players who've scored past him from the spot and he's saved four. Can you name them in that fixture? So you've got McGeady and Samaras have scored. You've got Samaras, Christy and Edward have missed. So there's one of each to go. Now, I must admit, Kieran Boyle had me worried. He sent one in, capital letters, exclamation marks. I thought this guy knows his stuff. He's it wrong. was Barry Robson And I thought Oh oh We've got a stewards inquiry Because he mm. did score one But I looked it up Neil Alexander was in uh, goal that day right. So you're close oh, That's my next guess No it wasn't anymore <laughs> I'm struggling Yeah I, I, I'm, I'm afraid to get okay. him right If I'm honest One of the guys who scored uh-huh. Would be one of the only guys On the Celtic team Who spanned both McGregor spells at Rangers Kenny Miller? No in the Celtic team I know he played for Celtic But let's not yeah. go down that road So who would have played for Celtic When McGregor was at Rangers the first time oh, right. And was okay. still there the second time 
Not a known penalty taker That's why you've not even considered this guy He's a defender He's just synonymous with Celtic across that decade Bruni Scott Brown He scored did he? He did He scored a penalty back in 2012 yeah, oh. uh, and the only other one that's been saved, Celtic player saved. I'll need to give you clues. He's that's an easy one, but we're running out of time. He's Australian. Rogic. No, back a bit. <laughs> it's not that easy. Two thousand eight. No, two thousand eight. Australian. Quick, played for Motherwell. Also famous. Scott McDonald. 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 <laughs> no, race. I got that. That was me. Scott McDonald. You're supposed <laughs> to be a team. We're back at six o'clock tomorrow with Mark Wilson and Gordon Deal. <laughs>